1: Nestor Cortez closed out his regular season this weekend with a fabulous performance, a strong finish. Remember he had a little rut earlier in the year, but came out of that really well, finished very strong. Nestor Cortez has been the Yankees most consistent pitcher. And it has people wondering where he falls in the playoff rotation. Listen, I, I don't think there's any entertaining this Garrett Cole, still your game one starter, and he's just going to be, uh, I understand the questions, but I kind of have a way that the, I kind of haven't figured out how the Yankees rotation can play out. And, um, but first, you know, Keith, you've been, you know, you've loved Nestor all year long. What's not the like, right?
0: I mean, he's a guy that when we were going into the season, we had a big question mark over his head, Garrett Cole too. But I remember using the phrase, what if he turns back into a pumpkin? You know, people say that, right? Like what if there was magic last year and he comes back down to earth this year, and he didn't, and he put in the work, and his legend grew more, and there were more t-shirts, and more fans showing up with mustaches, and Nasty Nestor became an actual thing in not just the Yankees universe, but in all of baseball. He was an all-star this year, and uh, you know, I, I I got to connect with the guy. He, he reached out to me on Twitter, was listening to my radio show, and uh, we get to texting and talking, and Next thing you know, he comes on and and that obviously makes me even more of a fan because he's a regular guy. I have some homies from the 305 Hialeah mm-hmm. area, like Hialeah area where he grew up. So it's like even more of a connection for me. Like I know, you know, where he was competing. Same high school as Bucky Dent, Keith. Yeah. And then I met Bucky Dent a couple of weekends ago and Bucky Dent told me that. And then we talked about that and he's a big Nestor fan. So. You know, I I root for, you know, the average man, the everyday guy like Nestor, who's undersized, but is athletic, is competitive, and he's playing over his head for a long time. And I I text him after the game uh, this past uh, Saturday. I just sent him the king emoji. I'm like, you're king of New York, bro. I'm like, what you did this season, like, we haven't seen many starters do that in pinstripes. You just put together one of the best seasons for a Yankee starter In history, and that's forever. You're a king, no matter what. So go into October and continue it and uh, cement your legacy, and the money is gonna be on the way. So Nestor Cortez is my guy. I'm I'm not saying he's a game one starter, ladies and gentlemen. I know I know Garrett Cole is. I know that's why you go get a Garrett Cole, right? That's why you went and paid him all that money because you needed to stabilize this rotation and put a guy like that at the top who just broke Ron Geardry's record, like he put together. Uh, You know, a rough season, but still a historic season as well with those 248 strikeouts. He's got another start here to make us all feel better and make us all believe that he can go in and be shut down. And I think he can. He has postseason experience and it's different uh, when you get to October versus, you know, a July and game in the Bronx.
1: When you strike out 250 batters in a season, you are a dominant pitcher. Now the home runs are a problem, no doubt about it. Um, but he's getting the ball in game one. You, as you said, this is why you got him. You got him to go out there and be that guy. So you have to give him the chance because he gives up a few home runs. You know, think about it this way. You think about the idea of his psyche and uh, and and any sort of frailty in his psyche. What are you doing to it if you say, guess what? You're not good enough to pitch game one anymore. We're going to put you in game two. Here's how I see it shaking out, okay? Uh, Remember, there are off days to consider. It's a different kind of schedule in the first round. Uh, So you can bring back your game one starter in game four on full rest. Here's Mm -hmm. the way I think they're going to play it. I think they'll play Cole, Cortez, Severino, one, two, three. Game four, if needed, you come back to Cole game five it would be short rest for the game two starter so cortez would be available but i think you bring tyone into that game five spot there um fully rested and everybody obviously it's all hands on deck if you get to a game five but what that means is if you advance to the next round keith assuming you win in four or five games you can have cortez start game one of the next series Mm -hmm. he goes game and that's a best of seven now so now you're talking about game one starter in the lcs by the way, against maybe Houston, you know, you, you're going to get caught up in whether or not he starts game one of the first round. But then the second round starts and it's against Houston. Cortez would be a, a, as good a starter as anybody in game one there. You go game one and five. Th- again, you're going to go four men. You go one and five there. You can go two and six with Garrett Cole. You can go three and seven with Severino and and then four with Tyone again. Um I think that's the way it can play out for the Yankees over the first two rounds if, obviously, they get there and get there in some sort of normal fashion.
0: I'm with it. I'm down. At this point, there's, like, no turning back, no second-guessing. You know, whatever the Yankees do, we're rolling with. So I I know that the argument that uh, Nestor should be the game-one starter is really just a Twitter conversation. Uh, I know that it's going to be Garrett Cole, and I wish the best for him and all of us, right? There is a chance that he goes out and dominates and keeps the ball in the park. And and I'll take that chance. So, good enough for me.
1: And everybody, you're number one on the day you pitch, right? It's there's nothing less about. Plus, let's say for argument's sake, Garrett Cole loses the first game. Okay, game two is huge, and you've got Nestor Cortez. That's a that's still a real thing. Everybody has to be number one on the day that they pitch, and you know, Garrett Cole had a still had a decent regular season, right? I mean, you can look at some other guys who who haven't had good regular seasons, but when you're talking about a guy who's still pitching to an ERA under three and a half, over 250 strikeouts, over you know, uh, uh, and is has a a strong workload, there is dominance there. The home runs have tended to ruin it, and I get that, but it brings me back to something. You know, what did we learn in the Mets Braves series, Keith? Hmm.
0: Got to hit home runs. Well, I mean, hit them, but the good team pitchers, that out Homers, it's like, you know, that's the whole game right teams,
1: there. Good pitchers still give up home runs. Great pitchers still give up home runs. And if you do, you're going to lose the game. Or you probably can lose the game. And we just saw DeGrom and Scherzer do it over the weekend. And this is what happens when you run into good hitting teams in October. The home run ball, and this goes for the offense and the pitching, Keith, the home run ball plays. They, they are good things to have when you're hitting. They are bad things to have when you're pitching. And oh, by the way, great pitching still can give up home runs.
0: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The Mets had 10 more singles than the Braves this series and struck out less, but Braves outscored them 14-7 to with seven home runs compared to three for the Mets. And that's it. That's all she wrote, you know? And then, I mean, the Mets aren't a home run hitting team. I've been forced to watch the Mets this year more than I ever have. And I thought last night was going to be a night where they have 14 hits and they single them to death. No, chicks dig the long ball. Matt Olsen and Dansby Swanson, no. If I hit this ball out, Like it's going to be turned up in here. They're going to turn the lights out. They're going to do the chomp and we're going to dominate. And that's going to lead us to wins. And And they have a few guys in that lineup that can do that.
1: That's how you beat great pitching. You don't single them to death and win, right? This is, this is just what happened. You know, you know, the Braves have some good pitchers, the Mets have some good pitchers and that, and that, you know, that just points it out right there. And I thought, it, you know, I thought it was kind of funny because, you know, you hear, and, and I'm sure you've gotten them, right? You've gotten the callers all year long. The Met fans who are killing Garrett Cole and say, we've got the aces. You know, listen, DeGrom and Scherzer are still outstanding pitchers and they <laughs> could still make a really good run in the postseason, but you, you get down to the series and the fans who are killing Cole for giving up home runs now get to watch their guys give up home runs. You got to sit back and just take it.
0: It was a good night last night and it's a good day today because all of these things that Mets fans tried to say to Yankees fans all year. Now we're looking back at them like, shut up. <laughs> you know, with Gary Cole, exactly like, oh, who's the re- we got two real aces in New York. OK. Okay, we get it. Scherzer and DeGrom are great. They're two of the best in the league. And but they are. can get rocked, too. They can give up home runs, too, and we watched that all weekend. And it, they move the goalposts. It's different when it's them, right? It's like, oh, they're going to bounce back. You know, they're going to learn from this. No, they gave it up in the biggest series. You had the whole season on the line. You had your best guys lined up, and they they failed. You know what? Because those other guys get paid, too. Those other guys have nice houses yeah. and nice cars, too. And if you leave one in the zone, they can hit it out, and Garrett Cole has left a bunch in the zone. I think he might be still the American League leader, or actually, no, we're about to face the American League leader from Texas and uh, giving up home runs. But like, once we get to October, Aaron Judge is going to hit home runs. Josh Donaldson is going to hit home runs. Oswaldo Cabrera, John Carlos Stan, Glaber Torres, Anthony Rizzo—like that's why I say I think they can overcome Garrett Cole. That's why I say. You know, if he gives up a solo shot early, it's not going to beat us. We've seen it all year. They bail him out. And I think that'll continue again. But, yeah, great point with watching Scherzer and DeGrom get rocked by Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson, and not be able to pitch, not be able to, you know, they all gave up earned runs, three earned runs, four earned runs off the long ball.
1: I, I don't think they can overcome bad starts from Garrett Cole. They can overcome a home run ball. But not multiple home run balls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They need. They still need Cole to perform. And you know, uh, during last week's rain delay, I was talking to David Cohen on the air, and one of the things he talked about is is just opportunities you get a good pitcher more opportunities and you can say okay he hasn't been a big game pitcher hasn't done this just keep getting more opportunities and eventually you're going to get that kind of performance and Cohn's a great example of it if you know he is you know he has this great reputation as a big game and an october pitcher but there are some scattered Games in his long playoff resume where he's gotten rocked a few times and he comes back and lives to tell about it because he gets more opportunities and comes up with another big spot in another in another game and ends up giving you the outing that you're looking for. And Garrett Cole will have, hopefully, some more of these opportunities in this coming postseason.
0: Yeah, so Garrett Cole leads the American League with 32 home runs given up. Um, it's Josiah Gray, who leads all of baseball with 38, but plays for the Washington Nationals. I thought Perez or somebody from Texas also gave it up. But right under Cole is Robbie Ray, uh, Cy Young winner. <laughs> he, yeah. he won the and, Cy Young over Cole. And he, and he pitches Williams,
1: for too, from the, from the Blue Jays.
0: There, yep, guys that are going to be pitching in the postseason that have given up a ton of home runs. Uh, Sean Mania from San Diego, Charlie Morton, who we just saw pitch last night
1: uh it just shows you they pitch a lot right that's just part of sure. it Sure, they make their
0: starts they make yeah. their starts <laughs> yeah the guys, you
1: know you guys who aren't good pitchers who give up a lot of home runs you know they're they're not going to start 30 times for you uh they're going to get sent out but you know you talk about all these guys and try to figure out what the good matchups are going to be I caution everybody don't worry about that just wait for your opponent and come prepare for them uh it's you know the Yankees at this point in time uh, if the seedings hold, are going to play the winner of a Cleveland-Tampa Bay series, and we're going to start to say, who do you want to face? Don't play those games, Keith.
0: Yeah, In nope. 2006,
1: I... I remember that everybody wanted to play the Tigers and not the Twins because the Twins had johan Santana. Don't want to face Santana twice in a five-game series. Well, you faced uh, Kenny Rogers once in a four-game series and got wiped out by the Tigers. It's dangerous to play those kinds of games. I caution everybody. Just watch to see what happens and prepare for who comes out of it.
0: Yeah, be careful what you wish for and what you put out there. It is October. It is spooky season. It could get scary real fast. It does not matter if it's the Guardians, if it's the Tampa Bay Rays who we're more familiar with. Anyone can get beat. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. I, I really don't care who we play. I just hope that the Yankees show up and play their game and their brand of baseball in Yankee Stadium and on the road. But in Yankee Stadium, there's a, a bigger advantage with the fans and having that home field environment.
1: So I know you've got, you know, uh, a lot of things still keeping you busy and it is football season and basketball's coming but you know and the, you want to watch we're going to watch the other playoff series but the Yankees themselves are going to have some days off. You might have time to you know, tackle some of the homework assignments. Have you completed <laughs> any so far? Or, you know, have you seen 61? Have you watched the God? Uh, I've, seen,
0: I've seen 15 minutes of 61. Oh my gosh. Where I see Roger Maris's family, uh oh. not the real family that we've seen during the games. We see them oh. uh, as actors and we see the Mark McGuire chase. And then it starts to get into, you know, they introduce Mantle and Maris and I dozed off after that, but it's, it's on pause. It's uh, on pause. I can go back to it. I, you've got, you've got I don't listening. have the time <laughs> oh. or the, or the, I don't, it's not even that I don't have the time. I don't have the time and I don't have the like attention span or like capacity to sit there and take in any kind oh. of movie. I am, I am a sports fiend. The only thing that can satisfy me entertainment wise are live plays. Like, I need to see really, like the, the ball three, in play. Three-hour
1: and 35-minute Yankees-Orioles game yesterday, which was like watching paint dry. That kept your attention, but you can't watch. It. There was also NFL Red Zone on, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 well. Okay, well, I will give you an incomplete. Um, yeah. I'm not going to give you a thing grade. I got to download yet.
0: the uh, Willberries album as well. Never heard of the Willberries <laughs> until you yeah. posted that.
1: I get. It. I I can't. I had a little middle age crisis moment where I realized that I'm older than every traveling Wilbury. And Keith said, "Who are they?" Um, never, I, I get it. I've okay? Never heard of them. People Listen. were
0: sending me links. So I'm like, I, I'm.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I was today understand. years
0: old when I found out who the Wilburys were.
1: They were 35 years ago, right? And I get it. Um, but you know, George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty. um, you know, and listen, you can probably send me some stuff from the last 20, 25 years that's probably not in the genre that I listen to regularly. And I'm gonna say, Who are they? And you're gonna laugh at me too, right? So this is kind of what happens here, but it was just one of those moments that just made me feel a little bit older than it should have when I when I looked at a picture of those guys and said, Those guys are old, and I'm older than all of them. So, you know, it's- that's how
0: I feel watching sports, watching baseball, mm-hmm. watching basketball, football. I'm thirty-four. And that's old in in sports now. If you're a 34-year-old player, they look at you like you, you got a year or two left. (laughs)
1: Yeah, not much. Well, we've got plenty of time left, and we're going to be coming back. Yankees are going to wrap up the regular season this week, and then we'll hit you with playoff previews and go through the playoff stuff along the way. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review, follow, all that jazz. We're all free here. It's BXB, the Yankees podcast with Keith McPherson and Sweeney Murdy. On Twitter, he is at Keith underscore McPherson. I'm at Yankees WFAN. Our producer is Ryan Chichester, and you've just listened to episode number eight. Keep coming back for more. Lots of fun stuff to take you through October. It's BXB from Odyssey. Thanks for listening.